If you're interested in sponsoring How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Well, if you're not sure what day it is, and you're unsure if you even have to take a shower today, that means it's time for How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. We are still in the middle of the pandemic of COVID-19, and as such, we have thrown that schedule right into the East River. So you're getting episodes as they come in, because let's face it, there are not a lot of sports, unless you're getting into Korean baseball, in which case, God bless you. I'm trying, and it is tough. But anyway, uh, happy to be with you. Our producer engineer is Mr. Sean Ryan. He, of course, is fighting the final throes of bronchitis. He will be back with us very, very shortly, and uh, we continue to wish him the best as he continues to uh, save his voice and uh, recover as quickly as he possibly can. I know that he, like me and some of my compadres, if you will, uh, are at that point where we're grading things for the end of the college semester and we're just like, oh, is it, is it over yet? Well, it's just about over, so we've made it. Uh, once again, you can check us out all on the interwebs and whatnot. The website address, of course, is osipfoundation.org. Our email address is podcast at osipfoundation.org. You can get us on social media, facebook.com slash osipfoundation. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation and use the hashtag how you play the game. Uh, you know, we, we don't get a lot of stories that come across our desk when there are no sports going on. Um, You know, we were lucky to get some of the things that we have gotten uh, since, uh, since the pandemic has uh, changed our, our lives into this temporary new normal. And uh, we, uh, we've gotten a couple of things real quick that we just want to touch on. Um, First and foremost, something that kind of made headlines on the, under the heading of unfortunate. This comes from uh, the end of April of of this year. There was an incident right in our backyard, actually, here in uh, Mercer County of New Jersey. Uh, This happened in Hamilton, which is uh, right next to our capital city of Trenton. And uh, the best way I can sum it up is from the headline. Uh, I'm looking at um, a webpage from thedailywire.com. I'm sorry, it's just dailywire.com, but it's the Daily Wire. And uh, the headline reads this. Teacher yells at teenagers playing football. Quote, I hope you get the coronavirus. Die a long, painful death. End quote. Apparently what happened was there were a couple of kids playing catch with a football in a local park, even though there were um, stay-at-home orders. And this uh, female math teacher from, uh, I believe it's Steinert High School, uh, saw them while walking her dog and yelled that out at them. The woman was identified by the Trentonian newspaper, Steinert High School uh, math teacher Nicole Griggs, uh, and uh, she shouted things like, am I screaming loud enough that you can hear me over her music? Parks closed. 
You will get arrested if the cops come. Uh, she continued by yelling, Parks closed the whole area. Get it through your thick head. You are the reason we are in this situation. You are the problem, not the solution. It uh, reportedly occurred at the former uh, Homedale School, which is also in Hamilton. Uh, she dismissed the fact that one of the boys was videotaping the incident and continued to yell, go ahead. I'm sorry, quote, go ahead. Keep recording. Who are you going to show it to? Post me on social media. You're the idiot doing the wrong thing. I'm just trying to save your blank and save your life. But die. Okay. I hope both of you get the coronavirus. I hope you both die a long, painful death. This was then shared on Snapchat and TikTok. And uh, there were a lot of uh, comments that, that followed, such as... Uh, she lost her mind uh, when she said that. I was shocked. I didn't know someone would actually say that, especially a teacher. Um, they have tried to uh, track her down. Um, she, uh, via Facebook, which we think was a, a, an account related to her, uh, continued to complain about people who were, uh, were violating these orders. And according to the school district website, um, let's see here. She'd been at the high school level for 15 years, uh, both middle and high school. She's born and raised and lived in Hamilton. And the mayor of Hamilton Township responded to the incident saying, quote, this is a very serious thing. We've got at least 50 people who have actually died from it, 50 families. This, of course, is coming in in, in late April. It's not something to joke about, uh, joke around about, teacher or not. It's unacceptable, end quote. Uh, and the superintendent said, quote, we will address the issue immediately. It, it, it's tough to know where to begin because this is a very sensitive subject. But I guess the best way to begin is by kind of referencing something else. Recently, our friends over at Close Call Sports, Gil and T-Mac, uh, invited me on their podcast again to talk about mental health. Uh, especially during this type of a pandemic. And one of the main points that I continued to bring up is how our mental health is really suffering right now. This is not easy. This is a living hell for a lot of people, myself included. Um, words do not necessarily describe this because we, we can be very numb we can be in denial. We can be suppressing this. Um, it is a weird feeling. But what I can tell you is that people are expressing their emotions and their thoughts through hurt. And one of the biggest problems that we have right now is that we have people who are acting out of hurt and responding out of hurt what we are experiencing right now with this pandemic is a major form of trauma it is grief and it's a very painful grief because normally when you experience grief some sort of incident has occurred and you can begin to heal from it 
you know normally it's you know the the death of someone you love and once that happens you begin the process of grief you begin to heal it's slow it takes time but it does happen you know you do you do start to slowly get over or at least improve to a a new normal that that is comfortable we don't have that because this setting this situation hovers in place it doesn't move it's not like september 11th where okay the 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 tragedy occurs in the morning and then we begin the healing process that day as we as we begin to recover from it um you know that incident occurred in a very small window of time this is a different window of time this continues to go on and until we are back to normal we're going to continue to experience this grief and people are going to express it in different ways based upon their thoughts and their experiences I think a very similar thing to look at with this and I, I referenced this on the on the, the plate meeting that I did early, earlier this week is to look at the experiences of both those who protest the shutdown and those who are angry at the protesters both sides have valid arguments whether you agree with them or not they are valid you don't have to agree with them to admit that they are valid if you cannot agree that they are valid we've already lost you okay we, we we have to bring you back to reality and say whether you agree with it or not you must admit through the definition of validity that they have a point you don't have to agree with it you don't you certainly don't but you have to admit that it's a valid point both of these parties are acting out of hurt they're acting out of trauma and grief you know the people who are protesting are scared that their lives are going to sink to a place where they will never be able to recover people are wondering whether or not they're going to be able to feed their families they're wondering if how they're going to survive with no income how they're going to be able to make ends meet these are legitimate questions now on the flip side those who are pro who are upset at the protesters have a valid point because of the nature of the pandemic this is a communicable disease we don't know as much about it as we wish thus it makes sense to say we gotta separate so that this doesn't get the chance to spread it's valid it's a valid point but both points stem from fear and hurt the people who are upset at the protesters are scared that they're going to get sick and, and and rightfully so they're equally as scared as the people who were protesting that they're not going to be able to live both of these situations hover around a fear of the unknown 
it's there and it's real and we don't have a legitimate solution yet now my personal opinion really falls outside of the scope of this argument i'm not here to lay an agenda out and tell people what they should be thinking doing or saying what i am here to tell you in the spirit of our organization is that we have to be kind to one another we have to have compassion sympathy empathy we have to put ourselves in the other person's shoes if we can and that's not always easy but fred rogers always said that it's a three-step process to changing the world and getting the good stuff going and that's the first step is to be kind the second step is to be kind and the third step is to be kind it's not rocket science many people in this world have lost their paths within the context of understanding that you can disagree and still be kind disagreements happen they're going to happen we can still be kind when we have those disagreements and as I look back at the story of this math teacher in Hamilton I can easily pin her as someone who was scared she's coming from a place of hurt she doesn't want to get sick she doesn't want to see other people get sick and when kids go outside to play football I understand why she'd react this way that's not an endorsement of the reaction it's an, it's actually very poor sportsmanship the way that she reacted because let's face it even though she's scared it seems very unreasonable to be yelling at two young kids I hope you get the coronavirus and die a long painful death that says something else now I'm not going to berate this woman I'm not going to tear her apart I'm going to ask her why she feels so hurt why she feels so scared that she has to say that we're not going to get anywhere if we just destroy her and rip her apart and say how dare you say something like that we need to get to the bottom of it we need to understand why she would say that she's probably scared or she's had some sort of experience or set of experiences in her life that has molded her in a way to either trust authority a certain way or to react a certain way in certain circumstances so okay fine let's how thin do you want to slice the bologna <clears throat> we need to figure out a better way to talk to people we can't we, we simply cannot be saying things like that And I'm curious as to whether or not she regrets saying that. If she does regret it, fine. We all make mistakes. 
We all make mistakes. You listening to this right now, spoiler alert, you're going to make more mistakes in your life. I'm going to make more mistakes in my life. It's going to happen. If, if this woman is truly sorry, then hey, I get it. I totally get it. But I encourage everybody to take a good look in the mirror and say, how am I reacting as a result of this? What kind of hurt or pain or past experiences are shaping my reaction? Because let's face it, it is those past experiences that shape us. Look at how people are molded when it comes to religion or politics or sports teams affinities or you know it, it, it can be anything we you know how we like things how we dislike things all of our preferences are molded by our past experiences and that includes hurt so the way that you are reacting to a situation like this or any situation within this pandemic context has been shaped by your past experience. If you're sick and tired of being at home and you think that we need to get out there and, and you know, just, just jump into it, that's due to, you know, past experience. If you're scared and you don't want to leave your house and you want to stay inside until everything is back to normal, that's from past experience, okay? All of these things come from that, and that's okay. One of the greatest things that we can do in this, in this game of life is to understand why people feel the way that they do. That's how we truly communicate, and that's how we minister to people. That doesn't mean you have to agree. That doesn't mean you have to persuade them to, ch to change their mind. You just have to make a connection. That's all it takes. We're still stuck in this. We're, we're going to be stuck in this for a little bit more time. I was, I was just remarking earlier today that, in my opinion, I don't know if I will feel normal again until February of 2021. And the reason that I say that is because I have such a strong affinity for baseball, and it's not there. And even when it comes back, it's going to feel different. It's just going to feel strange. It's going to feel odd. And although I will be appreciative of when it comes back, I feel like I'm not going to really feel like myself, like I can let my guard down until 
a new spring training begins in the middle of February of 2021. And then we can have a full season. We're all going to feel something like that. We're all going to feel different. And it's going to take time. Even if, let's say this thing gets eradicated in a couple of months. It's going to take time after that, even if life is back to normal, for all of us to let our guards down again. The psychology of this whole thing is, if you'll forgive the, 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 the saying, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's causing people like this young woman in this story to, to react this way. I get it. I absolutely get it. Just keep on keeping on. Keep on fighting that good fight. I know that we're all in this together. I know that's a cliche thing to say. I know it doesn't really help much. It's kind of like, well, thank you, Captain Obvious. But remember, this is the first time that we've gone through this, unless you happen to be old enough to have lived through the last pandemic. And if you are old enough, then you may not remember it because I don't know how conscious you really were. But this is this is new. There's no right or wrong way to go through it right now, personally, emotionally. So rather than think like, yeah, we're all in this together, so strength in numbers might make us feel better. Remember that there's no right or wrong way to experience this. Acknowledge how you feel. Acknowledge that you don't like this. It's okay. It is okay. When I was on the podcast with the guys at Close Call Sports, one of the things that I mentioned is that, you know, we live in a society where we are told to, you know, go with the, the fads, suppress things. Uh, individuality sometimes is not really um, promoted. Toxic masculinity is. And I've always been a proponent to say that we can't suppress things. And this is no different. This is no different. You, you can't suppress how much this sucks. This is pain. This is hell. It's okay to acknowledge that. I encourage you to let that out. If you want to suppress anything, if, you, if there's something that you have to address with a friend or a, you know, a spouse or a, a partner or a coworker or anything like that, and you're like, you know what, maybe now's not the time because we're all kind of on edge and we, you know, we're not all in our right minds, that's something you can kick down the road. That's fine. That's being mature and responsible and saying, you know what, we're all not we're not here right now in our right states of mind. Let's let's deal with this a little bit later. That's cool. That's I actually endorse that. I would rather that you don't suppress how much this sucks because if you do, it's going to come out in a way like this where you're going to yell at kids and say, I hope you get the coronavirus and I hope you die a long, painful death because that's not cool. I hope that you continue to stay safe. I hope that you and yours are safe and well. I'd like to conclude with this one final thing. I've been a germaphobe for about 15 years now. Okay? And a lot of people have asked me if I'm really freaking out right now. And I'm not. Because 
I've been practicing proper hygiene for 15 years. I'd like to believe I've been practicing it longer than that, but I'm kind of placing the needle at the time that I developed that OCD, quote-unquote, germaphobe uh, characteristic, you know, where you're washing your hands reasonably a lot. You're bringing hand sanitizer around, things like that. And let me tell you, it works. And I've trained myself with the help of mental health professionals and and self-help and things like that to not let it run my life, not let the anxiety consume me, but instead to channel that into just making smart decisions. You don't have to be an anxious germaphobe to, to get through this. I can tell you from personal experience, if you wash your hands regularly for 30 seconds or so with warm water and soap and good soap, antibacterial soap, you know, don't, don't just, you know, spray something and hope it's soap. No, it's got to be soap. If you make sure not to touch a lot of like overly used surfaces without either washing your hands or using a hand sanitizer or something, if you make sure that you wash your hands before and after you eat and use the bathroom, if you make sure that you don't touch your eyes, nose, and mouth respectively, not in that order, in any order, just don't touch your face with your hands. If you make sure that you cough and sneeze into your elbow or something like that, use hand sanitizer or wash your hands after you shake hands with somebody, you know, anything like that. Just do those small, simple things. I'm telling you, it works. That way you don't have to freak out. You don't have to be afraid that you have to wear a mask when you go out, you know, even years in the future. Don't let yourself get to a point of fear where you're going to react in a way where you curse out other people. We're all in this together. Stay safe. And hopefully we'll have some better things to talk about down the road. My thanks to our producer engineer, Sean Ryan, who again continues to get better and better and better. Once again, you can contact us on the internet, osipfoundation.org. Our email address is podcast at osipfoundation.org. Our social media sites are facebook.com slash osipfoundation. And Twitter and Instagram are both at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Once again, we'll talk to you soon whenever we have some more stuff to come across our desk. Thank you for being patient with us as we kind of throw caution to the wind and just put out episodes as they, as they come out. And until we talk again treat each other with respect how you play the game is a production of the osip foundation incorporated the producer engineer of this episode is sean ryan music by soundspring studio the executive producer of how you play the game is jack furlong for more information visit osipfoundation.org